Welcome to the Get Deep Podcast, where premium spirits meet quality conversation. Featuring your extremely good-looking co-hosts, Aaron Jones and Wes Otto. Now, take off those floaties, get your ass out of the shallow end, and let's get deep. Well, hello, CJ Pearson. Good evening. Thanks for being on. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This is awesome. Get deep. He even brought in, you know, this is when you know a guy is, we'll just say fancy, also (laughs) in the restaurant business and likes good quality shit. He brought in his own ice cubes. We haven't had a guest that's done that yet, but they're pure. And do you want to talk about your ice cubes for a moment that you brought in there, CJ? I mean, uh, it's a special ice machine. We have uh, three of them. And uh, they're, I tell everybody they're the nicest, uh, biggest cubes you can get. Big cubes. And uh, Southern Minnesota, I'm the only one that has ice like this. I like and it. And I take them home. I take it to the lake. And if anytime anyone wants a bag, just come on up and we'll fill up a nice bag like I brought here. And I was just going to say, you could probably sell it. Take it home. Yeah. And enjoy it. He, it's, <clears throat> see the price on it? It's 600 bucks yeah. <laughs> for that bag of cubes. It's amazing. I'm feeling real special right now drinking this whiskey. <laughs> Speaking of look which. Look at it. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Let's get a clink in. There we go. All right, boys. Well, that's great. You know what it originally made me think of when you had that bag of ice in your hand, CJ, was um, the Water Boy Mm -hmm. movie when he has that little vial of, like, the purest water Mm -hmm. um, that's, like, almost bluish. It's just so, like, pure, and that's what it made me think of. But (laughs) shout out to the Water Boy. And and, uh, look at this guy. He's walking in with a bag of ice, and it's five degrees out. Right. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you uh, for joining us again. And um, we're excited to learn more about your story. I think a lot of people in the community here, CJ, know you, um, if not pretty much everybody. Um, but we're excited to learn more about you know your, your beginnings as not only a restaurateur, but also a person, where your drive comes from, things like that. You don't have to answer all these in the first go at. He's, he's thinking, his eyes were darting back and forth. He's like, holy shit, we're, gonna, we're just diving right pencil? in. I got to write this down. We got, we got time, so we don't have to do it all right away, but um, what are your earliest memories um, in the restaurant business? Well, uh, my mom bought her first place. And I, I mean, I think she... 6500 bucks and it was where neighbors is and it was five booths and eight or nine stools and so i was eighth grade going into ninth grade my job at that point was to be down there every day at three o'clock and help clean up and get it closed because it was a cafe that opened at five in the morning and it would be open till 2 30 or 3 and uh, that was our our job and then uh, on the weekends it would be Myself, Pat, my brother, Katie, my sister, um, we'd run the show. So we had to be down there at 6 in the morning or 5.30 to get open by 6. And it was a wagon wheel type place, you know. What was the name of it? It was uh, Adrian's Cafe. Adrian's, That's right. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so we cooked eggs and, uh, you know, toast, bacon, peeled the potatoes, did the dishes, waited on people. And the Saturdays were our day, and I think by two o'clock we got out of there usually, or one thirty, and sure made a little money, and yeah, that's kind of how we all got into it, and we just kept kept growing from there. How long was Adrian's around? So that was in seventy five, 
and then it was Adrian's until, you know, Pat and I took it over after my dad passed away in okay. uh, 2000. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I knew that's it. when it became Neighbors? Yep. Okay. Yep. And I remember, man, I was very young, but um, I do remember Adrian's being there. I know you're a little younger than me. I'm not sure if you do, but it uh, it was kind of hazy memories of, of Adrian's, and I've always kind of known it more as Neighbors. Yeah, I don't have any memories of it, but I do have a lot of my parents' stories because they used to be regulars down there all the time. They loved it. Yeah. It's a great spot, and I, I think a lot of people in the community felt that way. Yeah. In those days, you know, it was smoking and drinking and driving. You didn't have to worry about, you know, I mean, things have changed. The good old days. The no. good old days. I mean, <laughs> Minus did. the drinking and driving, but yeah, yeah the good I old mean, days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and a lot of smoking. I mean, heck, right. I can remember. You know, as a kid thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, when you when you have a place and your main worry at night is to get the ashtrays emptied out so it doesn't burn down and get the trash out of the place yep. so that the last server of the night didn't dump a live butt down into your trash so the place burns. Yeah. Those were times that we had the same thing at Zans and it, it cracks me up to this day because we had these little gold ashtrays that we used the to have foil. to set out the foil ashtrays and people would think they were like super slick and we had one kid that ran around and stole all of the new ashtrays <laughs> for themselves and sat in their car and stared at us and I pull out a box of about a thousand of them <laughs> just started setting them out and he's like oh no big deal but the funnier part was is that we have a smoking section and a non-smoking section in that restaurant, which is hilarious because it's just it's, one space. It's, it's <laughs> a whole, yeah. Were you guys worried when you went, when it was uh, coming in smoke-free? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we had a lot of smokers. But I bet your biz, it went up, yeah, I'm assuming. It, it didn't, I, mean, I don't think it really made an effect either way. I don't think it made a difference. No. Yeah. But there was, I mean, my parents were smokers. I don't remember when they quit, but... They quit before that was a thing, before that ordinance came in, and they were concerned um, when it was just being talked about, when they were right. smokers, because they were like, we just really enjoy an after-meal cigarette. Yeah. And that was a very, very common thing <laughs> back in the day, you know? You just end your meal with a cigarette. So, wow. So, those those early days in Adrian's, so you said you were like eight? No, I was I was like uh, 13, 14. Oh, you were 13, 14. Okay. Yep. Got it. Um, Pat would have been 12. Katie would have been 10. Okay. So all in that range. Yeah. So that, did you know when you were in that business, you're, it was obviously a family affair. Yeah. Did you kind of see the vision? You're like, you know what? I think this is, it, this is in my future. I like this. I like the feeling of this. Or did that kind of just come later as you decided? Yeah, it came later. Um, what happened, like... I can remember we'd add on and we'd do a lot of the work ourselves, and we'd get, you know, the local guy that, you know, drank a lot of beer all day long. He helped us out, <laughs> kind of kick a hole in the wall and then yeah. expand and expand. And I think we probably expanded four times. And we, I mean, there were times I remember Pat and I putting on the uh, Wayne's coating because the guy, you know, was on a binger. Sure. And so then we're... 15 years old, 16 years old, and we're using his tools and everything and building the place. Sure. Um, so that was kind of how, how we always jump right in. You have, you know, that's just how we did it. Right. You didn't really always have the money. I mean, we came virtually low income. We came out of the, you know, my dad called it the ghetto. I mean, he was making four seventy five an hour working yeah. for a bus company in town. Sure. You know, he had three jobs. You know, when nowadays you talk about people and they, they 30 hours, I want to be done, you know. 
Oh, yeah. My dad was, you know, he bartended downtown and then he at his uncle's place and then he worked at the bus company and then he cleaned a barber shop on the weekends. And so once we got our own biz going, he, both my parents knew how to work. Right. That was never, <laughs> so that was obviously instilled in each one of you guys as, yep. at a really young age. Yep. And then I can remember taking a marketing class at Mankato West and, uh, one of the days I think we had to do a restaurant menu and uh, that really came easy to me. I was like, I mean, I didn't even, nobody ever really said, well, have you ever thought about doing this? I mean, your parents have it. Have you ever thought about going to South Central and, you know, taking, you know, learning some stuff? Never had any guidance that way. You know, I wasn't uh, probably, you know, the greatest student. So I'm sure they weren't focusing on me, which they easily could have. And I could have had, you know, a lot of education going towards what I, right. what, you know, what I really did. Do you remember that first menu? Like you remember I doing it? I Do remember doing it. I can see it. I can, I know I used like uh, uh, pencils that were colored. Okay. Oh, look at it. Fancy. He was I can remember the pricing of it and stuff. Do you remember any of the items that no. you put on that menu? No, it was probably really basic, you know, okay. hamburger, cheeseburger. Sure. Probably what we were selling. Sure. But I just remember that. I thought, wow. And then my next step was we did the corner malt shop and we had a partner there and uh, partners are hard. <laughs> <I'm> looking around, <laughs> but yeah, partnerships are hard. Yeah. Right. They're good sometimes, and I got some really good ones. So that malt shop that was just down the way from Adrian's, yeah. that was your thing, you guys' thing as well? Yeah. So I didn't I, realize that. I remember yeah. that as a kid. I loved that place. Yeah. Yep. It's a, was it turned into a law firm or a creative agency or something um, like that, right? It is a accounting firm now. Okay. Gotcha. So we sold that to Jeff Ingram, and he was going to do like another, uh, you know, uh, Lore Deli Mart or whatever. Sure. Okay. One of those. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. And he never materialized, but... You know, times changed for him, and I think he did that big grocery store, and things changed. How long was that malt shop in that location? So I think we got that going in 82, and I think we sold it in, I think we sold it in 93. Okay. Uh, 92. At that point, the tab, Pat and I were working, you know, 60, 70 hours that's, a week. That's a lot of work, especially in the restaurant <clears throat> business because you're mostly moving. And the tab was rolling. And, you know, I mean, we're doing what we thought was great biz, and, and we couldn't focus or help at the malt shop. And my mom, she was running Adrian's at that point, and she, you know, she had her hands full too. Gotcha. I mean, employees are hard. I mean, yeah. heck, I'll tell you, you guys all know. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Yep, got to, finding they're good your best stuff. part of your biz, and they're your hardest part. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay. Uh, we talk about. I mean, and I've done. We we're willing to do what we got to do for people, and I'll, you know, I own a lot of cars and paid a lot of rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, you have to have hired and fired in the thousands, right? I mean, they're just thinking about the number of operations and the number of years you've been in business. I know Zans has passed. A thousand employees lifetime yeah you know and we're a much smaller operation tav for sure uh we call them alumni i mean and it's a man, good way to do it i got alumni that are running places owning places mm -hmm. you, you know in the biz out of the biz 
made friends, friends for life. I mean, it, people come back and, you know, I go out front now and take a picture with them in front of the sign. And That's awesome. I have to kind of like, because it's been so many years now, I got to say, okay, who did you work with? Yep. To try to get a little time flow in there, you know, because everybody will do the thing. Oh, hey, do you remember me? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I do. But, uh, oh, you worked with Craig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. Now I know. Yep. What a cool honor, though, to have a business that's been around that long. I mean, I know it started um, as the Stone Toad. Yeah. Yourself and Pat bought that. A lot of people can read that on the menu, of course. But um, cool story. Was that 75? When the Stone Toad opened? Uh, no, we bought it in 88. Oh, you bought it in 88. But yep. it, when did the Stone Toad open? It was uh, it in the 70s? 22 years before that. Okay. So. Oh, no. Here comes yeah. the math part, Wes. <laughs> Would that be 53? Do we need to get the abacus no. out? No, 88, you said. Never mind. Yeah. 22 68, 67. You can't quote me on that okay. exactly. But I know when we, everybody talks about the Stone Toad and when we went by how many years, and we're at 33 right now, going on 34. And I tell people, hey, I started this place when I was 14. I try to buy myself some extra years. <laughs> I don't want go. people looking at me going, ah, man, who's the old guy back yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Which you, you already know I'm, yeah. <laughs> who's the old guy busting tables with the nice shoes? You yeah. know, I, I think it's and great. hat on. I got a chance to see you behind the, the counter the other day working on some stuff, and I stopped in for a gift card. And What the heck were you doing? Serving up ice cream or something. I don't know. Those are the malt shop malts. The, yeah, you're I mean, we, doing something back there. I was like, we, it's yeah, I make a malt anytime. I tell all the servers, I'll make a malt anytime for you. Yeah, of course he taste tests while he's doing it too. He was he was taking you a try couple to spoonfuls leave a spoon for himself for yourself at the end. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, you got to make sure the quality's there. I mean, that's it's what we're really, doing right here is product that's testing. Right. That's exactly this is right. Product testing. We this are product testing. Yeah. It's a write off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is, so, it is delicious. It's very good, too. How are you doing over there? Do you need a little? Oh, and, um, I'll put another ice cube in, maybe. And, you let us know when you're ready. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get ahead of anyone here. Uh, well, He's calling us We might have started before you got here, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the bottle is half empty. Oh, uh, you're, Wes. You're uh, catching up. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't me. No. This is a creative agency. I mean, there's a bar cart behind me. It's not it's like that ever good. turns That's, off, right? Yeah, it so. should never turn off. <laughs> nope. It's looking good. No, but on the flip side of, uh, I come in all the time, right? I'm, whether it's Tab on the Ave, Number Four, or Dino's, those are probably the three that I go to the most. Um, and without fail at Tab on the Ave or Number Four, I usually see you. Well, I mean, you're usually working or doing something or, or, you know, there with family, whatever it might be. You're usually on site whenever I'm in. There, are, there There's two of me. So that really helps. Yeah, that does you know? help. And uh, I, I've had a guy, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ha I used to start to wear the name tags for a while because people would mix uh, Pat and myself up, you know. Sure. And so I asked Pat one time, I said, God, do, do people call you Chris a lot? And he goes, oh, all the time. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's okay. It's an honor, obviously, to get called, you know, they, they know you both or blah, blah, blah. But, uh, it's also there's sometimes people that absolutely know which one of you is which and they'd still call you pat <laughs> and you're like you know come on uh, i'm not pat you know so we wear the name takes so then uh, also people would see me like say i'm up at the tav on a saturday and then uh they're in town for an event and they're staying in a hotel so they come in for lunch they come hang out and then all of a sudden at night they're down at number four for dinner and there you are again <laughs> yeah <laughs> and right. they're yeah. like uh 
I saw you today, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I was telling you stories today. I was telling you where to go. I was telling you what to do, and I told you to go here. That's great. I've had a, f- a couple of those situations, too, over the years where yeah. I'd see, it, you know, you in the morning, then we'd be at the Tav later for drinks, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, always, uh, it's always fun. It's always enjoyable. The Tav, I've said to multiple, multiple clients over the years at, at Jay Long's, um, the Tav is like my cheers, you know. It's like you run into – so many people that I know and appreciate in the community and so many people run into you and, you know, know you typically, it seems to be just an awesome crowd of regulars, but then you also get that, that crowd that comes in for certain events yep. and they, they, they it's look, a while they it's, look it up or they've heard about it yep. or, and, and they come in and go, you know, I've heard about this place, this place or so-and-so used to come here. And so that's gotta be really neat for you to have that generational business where you have grandpa brings in son, son brings in, you know, their son and it's multiple generations. Yeah, I mean, I maybe covered that a little bit at the uh, Hall of Fame dinner. I mean, yeah. we've shared a lot with people, you know, weddings, funerals, birthdays, kids' births, you know. I mean, I can't tell you how many people come in, have their meal, and the poor gal is nine and a half months ready to go, and yeah. she has a taco salad from us, and 20, 30 hours, you know, two hours <laughs> later, she's over there having a baby, and... The dad comes in the next day to bring lunch back over. And I mean, all that stuff is so cool. You yeah. Know? And you, you see, you do see the grandparents and I can see them in my eye. I can just, I, I see all sorts of them right now. Right. At the whole generation. It's is, pretty cool. Is that why you do it? Is it those situations now that you've had a time to reflect on it? You know, maybe early days was a career to make money, to, to make some things happen. But now looking back at it, as long as you have and had these successful businesses, yeah. is that the most rewarding part? Well, and the employee part is really, you know, I, I love to be able to teach people and have people, you know, come along for the ride. And uh, I just told, I, Sarah and I just talked about this part, you know, there were some people that, there's some people that don't get the ride and they move on. And there's some people that get the ride and they're with you. And, and then all of a sudden... They may move on, but they still, you know, hey, I'm having a baby. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm living here now. And they learned a lot, you know. It's really cool. And I, we're bringing people in. They don't even know how to count change back sometimes. I mean, honestly, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, kids grew up nowadays. They're playing video games and credit cards. They, all you give them a $100 bill, they're looking at you like, whoa, <laughs> what, what? Is this yeah. real? I've never seen it. And then, you, you know, they get tips and they go home mm-hmm. with money. And I, I tell them, you got to keep track. Yep, you yep. got to keep track in your phone, or you're just going to go buy a pair of jeans at Jay Long's. <laughs> hey, there, you go. there we go, like that, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were joking about that on the last episode. I was talking about an employee of ours that uh, we used to have. My dad was sick of buying phones because phones kept breaking every couple of weeks at the restaurant. So he bought an old school rotary dial phone that was hard to beat up. And one of the new employees walked up to me and said, hey, my phone's uh, without a charge. I need to make a call. And I go, well, there you go. Do it. And she just looks at it and then looks at me and then looks at it. Has no idea how to, how to operate the day. <laughs> yeah. I- but same thing on the counting change front. I mean, it's, it's very true. You get all kinds of people from all walks of life that uh have experience and don't and you know it's that's part of the fun of it yep pretty so. cool when you going back to the customer side of things um i you know doing what i've done for a while have some unique stories and i can only imagine that you have a ton i won't make you only say one but if you had to pick out one or two 
what would you say is maybe a very unique, memorable, cool customer experience that you've uh, been a part of? Well, I have so many. I mean, it, it is just when you're in a bar business, you know, with cocktails and food and early daytime hours, nighttime hours, you, you, we get it all. I mean, you get walkouts. Yep. You, you know, dine and dashing, you're chasing them down. In the old days, it was like, <laughs> damn, that's my money. You know, yep. that's, I want my $25. And sometimes it's just the point, you know, because they didn't tip the server and you're more torqued off at that. Yep. Uh, you know, does that uh, happen that often? Sorry to interrupt. Doesn't happen now. Doesn't happen as much now. It's got to be very deliberate. I mean, it's just doesn't happen as much now because, you know, your people are right there. Everything's everybody's on credit cards nowadays. Right. Um, our, and it's you know, the kind of places we run, they're clean. They're mm-hmm. we're gonna charge. I mean, we're gonna charge a little more. We're gonna like my people are gonna be you know in a uniform it's gonna right. be yeah and there is a standard there's video now you record everything i was gonna say the the advent of that yeah. i think has really helped cut back because i mean there was just a post today on social media of cns supply had a woman that was going through and cutting tags off of oh. merchandise and they posted her her picture on social media and it went wide and if she's in this community if she's someone she's gonna find known, out she's gonna be caught yeah and so any business has that opportunity now so i think that helps deter a lot right Absolutely. I was going to mention about a standard. There's always been, um, you know, I had an um, ex that worked for you guys many years ago and was a manager and known, (laughs) he's laughing over there. (laughs) I remember that one. Um, But no, there seems to be a standard of what, uh, of what you guys represent. And I think that that is a huge reason why your restaurants are successful. I think there's multiple reasons, but I think it's also that. I mean, you, I keep going back to the standard thing, but your training seems to be really well, and you guys are very involved as owners in there, and also a part of the training. You don't just ask somebody who's been there for six months to train them in. You're asking your senior staff, your veterans, you included, to get these people up to speed and to show them what real customer experience and service is. And that's what I experience when I go to your places. And I yeah. think that's kudos to what you guys do and the standard that you set. And I'm, I'm wondering if that standard goes all the way back to, again, your parents and Adrian's and what they established then and there in you guys about hard work. We'll pay you well. You'll get paid well, but you're going to have to work. You're going to work your ass off, too. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with raising my own kids who are very young with that standard. Like, you know have a good standard for yourself and take care of people. Yeah. So back in the day, you know, it was family working and then you, you'd hire, um, people with experience. You're, you're a hot restaurant, Adrian's you're rolling. I mean, so you could get the gal that the best server that came from the colony club, you know, pay a place down the road here or the century club, the places that close, they come. Yeah. I want to work for there. I know you're busy. I can make, you know, then uh, I can remember Pat and I, once we got the tab, and uh, we were working with my mom and dad a little bit, too. And, you know, the malt, like we said, the malt shop, too. At that point, we had three places going. And we were too busy to really help them much. We just kind of let them. But we'd go to, like, we'd go to shows, I mean, or, you know, take seminars and pay. And so, like, you'd go to the restaurant show in Chicago, and then and we would be in the seminars, 
a lot of people go to Vegas to the bar show and they don't go to the seminars. They go out and rip it. Yeah. They use and, it as a paid, you know, yeah, expense vacation. Like, you know, another, you know, yeah, when I, somebody said, when I go to those shows, I look around in the room where the seminars are going on and those two guys are in there. They're in there learning, asking the questions, learning. And so one guy said one time, uh, you know, and my dad had a problem with this because we were starting to spend a lot of money on training people. And it takes a long time. I mean, I watch people at the tab and they go through a training. It takes, I mean, a long time. Like there's a gal up there tonight. She's learning to bartend, but she's been serving. So then they get her into uh, familiarize with the bartending. So if she does have to make a Long Island tea or something, she's ready to go. She she started hosting. She's starting to move through the system, and so she's pouring a beer and it's uh, foaming. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you, you know, they're supposed to show you a, a video of a famous guy that tells you how to tap that beer. She goes, well, is there something wrong with it? Or why, why is the beer not flowing right? <laughs> well, the famous guy is me. And so because I had to do a video. Yeah. And uh, so back to the story, you know, we, we talked about my dad and he, he got all upset, you know, like, hey, we're spending all this money training people and they just leave. And so then from that point on, what we came back with was you, you need to spend the money and the time on training these people. And then the comment is, what if they leave? But our comment to return was, what if, what if they, they stay? Yeah. And let's not worry about the, the guys, the ones that don't stay. Let's worry about the ones that we are training and staying. So then you created a culture. And that really, really helped. That's awesome. But it, it costs a lot of money. Right. It costs a lot. I mean, it's an investment. You just don't throw, you don't throw somebody into a position and sink or swim and let them go. No. I like yep. at the tab, there's a, you know, all of our places, there's a process. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And I have to be patient and let them go through that process. And then all of a sudden you look and, you know, they've been in training for four weeks, five weeks, and they're not there anymore. But, yep. you know. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Some, but the, uh, I would assume the majority of them stay, though. A lot of them stay. Yeah, a lot of them stay because obviously it's just, it's popular establishments. They're making good money, making good tips, and obviously you guys are like a big family, yeah. you know, up there too. Um, it's you know people leave and and uh, go do other things, but I've always appreciated it on that uh, on that note too. So I got to ask you a story <clears throat> from my um, very shallow research from my understanding uh there's been two break-ins at there was two break-ins at neighbors yeah, is that correct over the years there was three three break-ins yeah there was three and could you talk a little bit about uh do you have special names for those break-ins yeah perhaps? so uh you know pat always joked like i'm down here you know i'm up running the tab he's down there running neighbors he's dealing with this that and he says this is a whole different deal down here. I mean, you, you got to lock stuff up. You got to make sure the doors are locked. And then we joke, you know, like I'm up there living life at the tab. <laughs> and you just go down there and deal with it, you know. And uh, so <sighs> the first burglar, because you put alarms in, which are really important too. And, you know, back in the day... You, you get false alarms, false alarms, false alarms. You know, somebody leaves the door open, the wind blows, whoa, false alarm. You get calls at 2 in the morning. You're like, ah, oh. you got to drive down there. Yep. Now it's a lot, lot better. 
I, mean, I monitor everything from my phone at home. If it rings, I look. I look at the camera. Is somebody moving around? Whatever. So we get a call, you know, head down there, 2 in the morning. And <laughs> I think the first one, the guy broke the window, and uh, he went in the window, and he, he cut himself up pretty good. And then he went back into the office. He knew where he was going, he, employee. So he okay. went back to get the laptops or something, you know. And ba- you know, so he goes back in the office and grabs the laptops. And when you're in a restaurant establishment, just so everybody knows, it, all the doors are easy access, exible, exits. You just yep. push on the push bar and you can get out. We can't permanently lock anything from the inside. By code. By code. Yeah. So um, the bloody burger, burglar didn't quite realize that he could go right out the front door. He climbed back out the window, and he did cut himself up pretty good, and uh, the police were there at that point as he's crawling out the window holding on to two laptops, and yep. that was the uh, bloody burglar. The bloody burglar. Yeah, and then we had uh, the uh, Budweiser burglar. He got in, and he just continued to sit down and, two in the morning drink a couple Budweiser's <laughs> and not realize that that's not okay. I think that's the only situation that I would ever be caught breaking into a place is I was just really determined to have a drink and I thought so you just weren't letting me in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend he fell asleep at a place. Yeah. And they locked up and didn't know he was there and all of a sudden he woke up at six in the morning like on Thanksgiving morning or <laughs> oh, something. No. And the Ex- alarms start going off. Well, he exited, and then they looked at the cameras, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we had a guy back in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That's uh, crazy. So then the other one was the we called the, uh, this person the, uh, well, I can tell you the story first. They went up on the roof, and they took, uh, you have the saws, you know, that uh, the, with the DeWalt's with the batteries. Mm-hmm. And so he cut through the uh, air conditioning unit. And then dropped in, ripped all the parts apart in the oh. into the uh, the unit, so Jeez. that he could Motivated. drop in. That's more expensive than probably whatever he got. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> that's a piñata bur- burglar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that's oh, good. No. <laughs> because uh, yeah, he he we always said, what if he we came in and he was just hanging there. Yeah. We would have played pinata with yes. him. Yes. And then good. he went out one of the doors and was barefoot. I don't know why. And they chased him virtually down to the river. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he was the pinata burglar. Gosh, it's pretty funny. funny that we always envision, like, so when you get a burglary call or a call like that, uh, just so you know, the, the law enforcement, they send you in first because yep. uh, you know where the lights are. <laughs> so I, yeah and i've also been in a you know had a had a call and come looked all around and looked here and looked there looked under there and get the place locked back down and get halfway home and there's movement hmm. meaning we miss somebody you know they're yeah. oh, somewhere boy. and then bang <laughs> then you're back and the door is ajar and uh yeah. That's got to be creepy, though, walking into that situation. You're getting sent in first to turn the lights on. Especially a place like Neighbors because there's so many nooks and crannies. And sure. 
sure. Yeah. Did you bring a bat with you? I hope or something, something to protect you. I know you just my feel, brother you was feel good uh, with that ring. On my your brother finger. felt safe. You yeah, know, he, yeah. he was, <laughs> yeah. it, I wouldn't want to like encounter a situation with him. That right. He was. That's how my dad always felt. He's like, <laughs> I don't need anything. I'm just going to walk in and my dad's six two, three hundred and fifty pounds. No one's messing with him. But I, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but my dad went in for an alarm call at Zans once and he beat the cops there because yeah. it automatically calls the police right away with our alarm system. So he gets notified, the police get notified virtually at the same time. We live less than a mile away from the restaurant. So he gets over there, he beats the police, he gets inside, does his check. The guy's gone, whoever it was. They smash out a window. That's what caused the alarm to go off. And uh, he's in the back, and he decides to unlock the back door and check the back side of the property. And he opens up the door, <laughs> and there's six cops all pulled up with their guns drawn, pointed at him. And he goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> so I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but <laughs> no, we usually you're in communication pretty good, and usually we know so many of them too. You're, well, that was they're my so good, you know, yeah. and they're like, yeah, they they they, hey, how are you tonight? And, you know, sorry to get you out of bed. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, man. But always someone making trouble, though. Oh, yeah. And you know, and back in the day, you couldn't even, you had to be careful taking your money to the bank because you mm-hmm. had big, you a know, big deposit. Used to be largely yeah, big cash. Yeah. yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, my dad, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you did cash like everyone else before credit cards were really a big thing. And then with Zans, it was a, a big decision because Zans is clearly so old school <laughs> that it was like, oh, are we going to accept credit cards? Everyone's starting to do this. This is becoming mainstream. And yeah. this is like the 2000s, right? And it's crazy to think about it now that that was even a conversation back then. But, you know, there was fees. There still is fees with credit cards. And so it was like how much of our customer base, you know, and uh, that was that was a decision that had to be made, of course, but it's it's okay. Streamlined so, stuff so much. Ours was in 88. We okay. open up. We're the first bar in town to start taking credit cards. Right away. Right yeah. off the right off the deal. Neat. Smart. And yeah, I mean, it, it, we knew there was an expense there, but we're like, you know, why not? I yep. mean, and uh, so we start taking credit cards and, uh, it, you know, it, it always made sense to me, but my dad's old school. Well, so. it's really hard to swap to, to go. Oh, I'm going to give them three percent. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, especially if you're someone that pays attention to the margins and looks at it that exactly. way. Exactly. So. Right. I'm and I'm looking at a new point of sale system right now for Zans, and I'm trying to talk to these different point of sale systems and go, okay, you've got this percentage for processing fee. This is what I'm currently paying. Compete. How many thousands of dollars in difference is this small percentage going to mean for the yeah. business? So it's, it's huge. Yeah. But I remember your place too, and the bad checks. Do people oh, yeah. remember bad checks? I mean, <laughs> right. it was it was a nightmare. Yep. D- and the, not only did they come in and have dinner, then they'd write a check for fifty bucks more. Yep. And take the cash and leave, and now they owe you eighty. I mean, you're out the yeah. the meal and the money. You guys yeah. don't accept checks anymore. Either no. one of you do. No, no, okay. I, I didn't think so. No, Every we, once in a while, we we don't technically. We've never actually posted <clears> it. The only, it's kind of, it's, it's judgmental, but if there's a young kid, well, it's just the truth. There's a young kid who's writing me a check and his, you know, number on there is 1,001. Yeah. Yeah, Probably not taking that check for his $200 purchase. Now, if it's the old school farmer who's got six digits on that check number and it's a client that we've known for a while. uh, A lot of those guys could probably buy the store. So I'm going to accept their check, (laughs) but 
most people understand now. Hey, yeah. you know, hey, they'll always ask, oh, do you yeah. do you still accept checks? And and we really don't. We had a machine man, for a while that, that actually processes oh, checks it was back still, in the day. So all that stuff feed is it horrible. through. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, awful. Yeah. Well, half the time it didn't work. You know, and then you mm -mm. the TCF days, you know, you're oh, yeah. trying to track down everyone and we'd get so mad and so frustrated. You know, and then you you tell somebody, I can't take that check. Oh, you know, I'm a you know I'm so your best client ever. I, yeah. I, I'm always, it's always the number one, I'm the number one yeah. client. I'm always here. I know you are. I you, can't tell you. You got checks Except everywhere. I can't remember. You know. I can't tell you how many customers have come up to me at Zans and I go, I'm best friends with the owner, Rick Otto. And I go, really? Do you know his kids? <laughs> well, they, they do that at the tab. All the everybody. Time, right? And it's okay, you know. Yeah. yeah, there was a gal in here and she says she knows you. And I said, really? Yeah. I go, you know, I, I, I think. I know 4,000 names. Exactly. Right. I know 10,000 faces. Yep. Right. So I'm sure she does know me or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> One of my favorites is when Do what somebody, they want. Get them what they want. It's okay. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. One of my favorites is when people come into Jay Long's is uh, they'll say, oh, yeah, so you can give me the Jay discount. <laughs> the Jay discount. They, they'll say the Jay. They're talking about Jim. You know, Jim, yeah. the founder, right? Yeah. But they'll be like, yeah, I know Jay. They'll say that and they'll ask for special <laughs> discounts for Jay. And I, and I eventually will say, you, you, you're, you've been meeting Jim this whole time since you know him so well, right? And I'll say that. And you can always just see him like, oh, shit, you know, like yeah. awkward moment for both of us. But they keep throwing it out there like they're going to get some sort of special treatment by knowing Jay. Yeah. It's, it's like my phone number is everywhere. I don't care. You know, right. I mean, really, if you want to get a hold of me, there's people that act like they can't get a hold of me. And I'm like, man, my phone number is everywhere. I'll, you, I'll do you one better. I started responding to negative reviews with my phone number and yeah. saying, I will personally make your next meal. If yeah. this is a legitimate issue, I will make your next meal. Just give yeah. me a call. You know how many phone calls I've got? You don't. You know. Not a one. Wow. I was going to say, I was going to guess maybe one. I've done it dozens of times. That's awesome. That's how many times I've done it. I like how you respond. I, I think all of us, we're here it's, it's in customer <laughs> service experience, and the there's that there's that fine line of, I'd be curious to know what you think of this, CJ, um, but they're, they're, you know, the customer needs to be taken care of, but the customer isn't always right, you know? So that's okay. it, it's a fine line. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously... Just treat my people well and treat me well. Do you start swearing or you get off, off the freaking... Yep. 100%. Yep. That's exactly I can do I anything too. for you. I don't really care. A burger's nothing. Yeah, I'm more yep. apt to Cholito, I'll give 100 away. I mean, Same. really? Yep. Yep. It, it's not that big a deal. I'm going to be okay. Right. Yep. I think people need to realize, and I think most people do, um... A lot of a lot of people out there think that the only way you're going to get taken care of is if you're that squeaky ass wheel, you know. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Times are and, changing. And though. honestly, I'm more apt to take somebody yep. take care of somebody if they come up to me and they're a kind person about it and say, "Hey, I don't mean to be bothered, but hey, yeah. could we do something?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The person who comes up and is an asshole about it, it's you'll take care of them, but you're not very motivated to do so, and you pretty much will tell them a lot of times, or at least I've had to fire some clients every once in a while. Like, obviously, what we're doing here isn't working for you. Yeah. So I hope, you know, good luck. There's one dude that forgot to order no tomatoes on his burrito once in the middle of one of our biggest, it was Black Friday when Black Friday actually meant something for restaurants yeah. when people would actually go out to eat after they got done with shopping. And my dad is working the rush and this guy comes up and complains about how there was tomatoes on his burrito. And the cash register guy is like, well, I don't remember you saying that, but that's okay. We can, you know, we'll put that in. And he starts arguing that he wants to be put in front of everyone else in line for this 
this mistake yeah. and he wants his entire meal for free as oh, well. Yeah. Not just the one $3 item. He wants the $30 bill taken care of. And my dad goes, no, that's not how it works. I'll remake your burrito for you. That's not a problem. Just, you know, wait a little bit and I'll, I'll have it out to you. And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to go across the street. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go over to Taco Bell, Taco John's. <laughs> and my dad yells very loudly in our very small <laughs> restaurant and goes, go right ahead, buddy. I'd love to see you walk. And the whole restaurant starts clapping because this guy's clearly just making a stink to make a stink. Let me get you that Taco John's gift card. Here. Yeah, yep, there you go. See ya. Enjoy yep. it. Oh, well, I'll boy. tell you a good story. Okay, so yeah. uh, Pat and I are starting out, and we get this guy. He bounces some checks, and he's he's a local guy, and he's trying to live, learn, and live large in Mankato. And <clears throat> he got he has some friends that come in. I mean, the one friend spends a lot of money at Tavern. So this guy comes in with him and hangs out a lot. So he starts a house account. And well, then he can't pay, and he can't pay, and he, he bounces a couple checks or whatever. So uh, my grandpa, my mom's dad, comes in, and we didn't know him very well. We just know stories of him. And the stories of my grandpa are crazy because he uh, never had a Social Security card. He came from South Dakota, and they do a restaurant or a hotel and they move to the next they build it up and then they move to the next town and then he ends up in Mankato and my grandma has her first place which is the coffee cup which if you're down at number four there's a picture of my mom my mm -hmm. grandma my aunt yep. and that's where the veterans memorial bridge is now you can see Bethany up behind it and so that place was only uh, 10 stools so you go in there and I can remember that place a little bit. That was called the Coffee Cup? Coffee Cup. Okay. Yeah, it was a cloche from the Burton Hotel. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was kind of, the, it was a good deal. Mm -hmm. So grandma and grandpa get divorced. He goes his own way. He ends up different places. And we'd only see him, like, when there was a need for him to come around, you know, something, whatever. And uh, so Pat and I get this place going, and all of a sudden he wants to come visit. <laughs> You know, because he's worked the biz his whole life. And uh, uh, the one time I can just tell you how of uh, what kind of deal he had going is I saw him on TV on Channel 4, and he's getting arrested, and he's holding his coat up. You know how people do when they get arrested. and <laughs> he's his face. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And so I'm in the sixth grade, and I'm like, dang, my grandpa's famous. He's on <laughs> WCCO, and he had a still. And, and at that point, his bar was over in Fairbolt, and he had a still in the basement, and he, uh, he was making some whiskey, like we're drinking here tonight, you know, and uh, he didn't think anything of it, and the guy is at the bar, and, he said, and the guy says, wow, this is good whiskey, and he goes, yeah, he goes, I make this myself. <laughs> and the guy's there as a customer, and uh, he was with... Uh, alcohol and firearms control yeah. and on a fluke he ends, oh, they end shit. up having to arrest him mm -hmm. and uh he gets off because they don't read him his miranda is it the miranda rights yeah yep. miranda yeah back then you had to do that you know so they were all like freaked out like oh my gosh we got this guy with the still he's selling whiskey and I, I just think this is a fun story because I have a grandpa that had a still and was selling whiskey <laughs> basically yeah. bootlegging bootlegging yeah. bootlegging at his finest this is only in the 70s, you know. So now we're in like 80, uh, you know, 
90, 91, and Grandpa comes to visit, and Pat and I are talking at the bar. I, I can just see right where we are, right where that walkway there is. Oh, you sure. Know? Yep. And we're there talking, and my grandpa's like, he's listening in, and the, we're talking about this guy, and he owes us $800, you know, and what are we going to do? And my grandpa's getting really serious, and he says, you want me to take care of it? <laughs> And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> kind of. Uh, no, no. We go, it's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. He'll pay. He'll pay. We'll get some money out of him. He'll pay or it's not that big a deal. Grandpa says, well, I know people. <laughs> That's exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> They'll take his ass and throw him off the Franklin Street Bridge. They won't find him till he shows up in New Orleans frozen. <laughs> we're like, no, no. Call off the hit call off the hit yeah but, you know that's how this is the guy that worked that's down there on he worked in downtown minneapolis mm -hmm. at uh what's the uh the neighborhood but he had a little grocery store and they kept robbing him sure and uh he had he had a big shotgun he's in the star and tribune with the big shotgun He'd drop them. He had like salt pellets in it, you know, and he'd drop them out on the street. And then sure. the police would come and take the money and say, no, that's evidence. So then he had to start writing on the bag that he'd stuff the money in down on Franklin Street is where he was. Hmm. Then it'd say property of Kenneth Dugdale. And then he'd get the money back right away. Otherwise, huh. it was evidence. So he had to have wow. a prep bag in case he was robbed. He'd pull so it down, could... put the money in it. The guy would run up the stairs and boom, my grandpa would oh, take a wow. shot with some salt pellets. That is crazy. That's nuts. Not, Different time. Not, not happening today, is it? No. No. I, but you just gave me some ideas, though. Salt pellets. <laughs> I was going to say Jay Long's. We I was, still, security I was just thinking if, you know, like staff shows up late. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a little too extreme. No. Is that too extreme? What's CJ? late? What's late? Yeah, yeah. You know, anything over six minutes. No. No. <laughs> ten minutes early, right? If you're we not five to, minutes, you know, ten we minutes used to train early. Them. We used to train them and say five minutes early is late. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. It's right. Like, oh, good to see you. Yeah, <laughs> glad, you glad you made it in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Isn't God, that the truth? So nice. <laughs> so you well, said you're enjoying the the whiskey, though. Yeah. Very. Good. Well, that's good. I suppose this is a natural. You need uh, more ice. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to get too. some of that water boy ice over here. Yeah, let's get, let's get some, some of that ice over here. Uh, yeah. So we are uh, extremely blessed to have a wonderful spirit sponsor slash drink sponsor for the Get Deep podcast. And that, for us, ladies and gentlemen, is Chankaska Ranch and Winery. Uh, CJ, you've heard of them, right? I have. Okay, good. And Wes, you have too, correct? Yeah. Yep. So uh, they have been providing us with the delicious spirits that we've been drinking tonight. And that is the Ranch Road Straight Bourbon Whiskey. But they don't just specialize in just that. They, of course, are known for their wines. Lots of good, delicious wine. I actually went out there today to pick up some of these awesome bottles. And I snagged one of their menus. So you guys got to listen to this, all right? If this doesn't make you excited, well, then you may not have a soul. Uh, we've got Prohibition Punch that uses their Ranch Road Gin. So it's gin, lemonade, lemon juice, mint, simple syrup, and sparkling wine. Uh, Ranch Road Ruby, Sweet Cherry Rye. That's rye, amaretto, cream de cacao. You guys like rye? Uh, I love rye. Yeah, yeah I it's like my it. jam. Yeah. Um, Tootsie Roll. They even have one called Tootsie Roll. 
um, here. But there's just there's so many. Did you good see Prohibition things. Punch? That was the one I liked the best. Yeah, the Prohibition Punch. That's Isn't that not- what we're drinking, like <laughs> ice and whiskey. Uh, <laughs> That's about right. I don't know if I'd call that Prohibition, uh, CJ, but I'd call it delicious. Uh, <laughs> But they, they do so many good things out there at, at Chankaska. So whether you're looking to book a winery or a tour or you're looking to get married there or just to go and have a good time, they have such a cool space. And I know both of you guys sitting next to me here have experienced it. In fact, I think you're an investor, aren't you? Yeah, my wife is. Yeah. Because I'm a liquor license holder. I cannot be a, But my mm. wife can be an investor. Okay. Is that a state or a federal That is law. a state. Okay. Yeah, state. Wow. Our state's a little different sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sure. Slightly. Almost like Utah sometimes. <laughs> I know the winery has gone through some stuff, and they've really been, they haven't bent the rules, but they've learned what really is, what we're able to do here and make it work. Right. Beyond what other people have done. Right. You know, it's pretty cool. It I'm, is very cool. It's cool to have a space like that just down the road on Highway 22 towards St. Peter. Mm-hmm. It's such a good, fun place, especially my, my favorite part is in the summer. Um, in fall when they light up that that uh, bonfire pit and it's all that vetter stone that's that yeah. cool northern buff that's around same stone that's around target <clears throat> field if you guys have experienced that it's yeah. wonderful it's beautiful what were you gonna say wes i was just gonna say you know i don't really i'm not a big wine drinker so i don't pay attention to wineries as much but uh, i don't know any very many other minnesota wineries that are big i know that there's a lot of wineries yeah. but i don't really know of a lot of them so yeah there's probably a couple that are big, yeah. and they're probably in. Chancasco's got to be up there, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they get and a lot what of what they all offer. What they right in a the lot of places don't offer the whole deal like they have going. Oh my, yeah, yeah. it's great, and you can go to any sporting event and, and find the <laughs> products. So thank you to Chancasco for being a spirit sponsor. Um, it's it's enjoyable. We're having a good time, for sure. Absolutely. So I feel like we started going down the history path, and then we, we jumped <laughs> off on about six different topics. Yeah. So we had left off at Tab on the Ave. Yeah. Um, but we hadn't really gotten into the number four, Dino's, Collins How that all Brook, came about? The Third Street, any of the rest of them. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. So we at one point, we had Tab on the Ave going, Corner Malt Shop, Adrian's. Mm-hmm. Then we sold Corner Malt Shop and doubled the size of Tab on the Ave. And like I told my wife Sarah today, uh, didn't make it big enough, you know, kind of, yeah. we should have gone, we should have pushed our chips in and gone all in. Um, well, could you still? No. I mean, you, you're kind of locked a little bit no. property wise too, right? Yeah, we're locked and parking yeah. wise. and. I mean, I have trouble finding a spot. Because you guys are doing such a fantastic business out there. Well, you can park at Zans and just walk over. Well, listen, do I look like a walker, <laughs> CJ? Do you look at me and think, oh, he's a walker, he'll walk over? No. That's a great suggestion. I, block, I love that suggestion, your, CJ. Uh, hey, I got a good, I mean, the bank's been good to us. Yeah, we, that's, we've always, that is a good partnership. You know, you think we've used their lot every night for 33 years and... Yeah. We've, you know, you just hook them up with super fries. Uh, well, it makes sense. Just be nice to them. That's what it's about. Is that what it's about? Yeah, I think you're right. So, cheers to that. That's it's good. about being kind, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that always. So we're gonna do some history here. Uh, then uh, we sold them all shop. We got out of that deal. And then uh, my friend uh, Jim Antone. Uh, you know, he was a commercial real estate guy in Mankato. Everybody knows Jim Antone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he owned the still. He was friend. He actually sold us uh, the Stone Toad. 
from the Corcoran brothers. Corcoran's and what was the other? Mueller's. Hmm. So the Mueller's that owned the grocery store. Yep. And then the Corcoran's, they owned uh, Honda. They, you know, they, they all own, own some stuff. And then they own this place that kind of for fun. Sure. Stone Toad. So we bought it from them. And uh, Jim Antone was the realtor, and he sold it to us. I was 26. Pat was 24. Pretty young, pretty young guys. We had nothing. I mean, we had, you know, nothing crazy. My attorney said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever buy something and not have for sure financing lined up and da-da-da. So yep. we did that. So then we had all three of these places going, and we sold them all chop. Time to get out of that. And then Jim Antone came up with this property down in Lower North and, uh, 50, 20 years ago. So we're at uh, 2010 to, or no. Uh, 2001? 2001. 1992 or 1999 or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. He, he comes up with this property. Hey, this guy is, uh, you know. Their estate wants to sell it. You should buy it. I said, okay, we'll buy it. And it was where Dino's is now. And down then, and nothing was going on in Lower North. I mean, it was a yeah. circle in Bobby Joe's, Nakato. Yep. A little bit of spinners. Nothing. I mean, we go down there at lunch, and the street is empty. Mm-hmm. You go down there at 7 o'clock, and it was street was empty. And so we said, yeah, you know. And we rented it a few times to an antique shop or something. And people don't, you know. They have their dream, and they don't pay rent. No, man. And at that point, I was sick. I mean, I would have, I was not feeling well. I had some issues going on. And after I got those all taken care of, then Pat says, hey, I think we should do, you know, a pizza place. We like pizza. So we went to New York. We went to Miami. We went to Chicago. We went to the pizza show. I just have to pause and say, I like the way you do business. <laughs> I like just, pizza. Let's open up a pizza place and let's go try every pizza in, in America. I in, love it. In my biz, you got to be careful because yeah. everybody says, oh, I like barbecue. I'm going to open a barbecue place. I cook great barbecue on my Traeger. I'm going right. to do barbecue. Yep. No, it doesn't work that way. Nope. It, it takes magic. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. So we go to, we go to New York and uh, we order... We're there four days. We order 25 pizzas. <laughs> four days. Is that, is that like the Dave Portnoy, like one bite of, of each it pizza? Is. And, you're mean, not, and yeah. some are so good, you're like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm eating this thing. Yeah. We're eating it. Other yeah. ones, you're like, and we did our research, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, getting in a, we're getting in a taxi and going, okay, we need to go there, and then we need to go there, and then we need to go there. And you're, you're at a place that as soon as they open, you're having the first pizza, and then if it's... If it's shit, you're going, okay, two bites, let's, we're out of here. What do you use as the, the basis? Is it the pepperoni pizza for everyone, or are you trying different things from different places? We, we both, I think pizza is only pepperoni, I think. So. Okay. All right, there you go. <laughs> There's there you that go. wink. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that it's wink. only pepperoni. So we did only do pepperoni. We're not going into a place going, hey, give me the taco. It makes know. sense. So you I were like ch- taco pizza, but. You were checking out six pizza places per day if i'm doing my math right there or more or more yep and some you would you would like oh this is so good and then you're you're you know and so we're going to john's and we're going to all all the names i can tell you i mean we're we're 
going everywhere. We find the one we like. And, but you come, you come home on the plane and you like, you smell like pizza now. <laughs> you can't even say the word pizza. Yep. I mean, it, it is work. Do you remember the name of the one that you liked the best? I, I know it's on uh, First Avenue. Oh, no, 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 Fourth Avenue. There's Fifth Avenue. It was on Fourth, and we went there two or three times. We have the pictures. We have the same oven. And when we ended up getting some help, the guy who helped us with our dough, he knew the place. He goes, this, this is what they're doing right here. And we, that was a miracle. That was magic that we got a guy to help us with our dough. Otherwise, you know, we went to work out that way. So we do Dino's because the place, we got sick of renting it out to people that couldn't pay rent. And Pat's like, let's just remodel that place and do Dino's. Yeah. And then it took a little biz from neighbors, which was not probably a real smart move because we're doing pastas and sandwiches. So all of a sudden we're in competition with ourselves. You know what I mean? You weren't yeah. actually doing pizzas at neighbors though, were you? You we were, were doing, doing flatbreads, pizzas, but you were doing, okay. But it was eating into the Italian market. It was in, in the general. Italian. I see what you're saying. And, and, and this all was, of a sudden they're at a lower price point. Yeah. We were taking some biz from ourselves. It'd be like if you did Zans again. Well, people try and talk us into doing a North Mankato yeah. or something like that. And you, the answer is you probably can. You, you can probably do more business, but to your point, you are still eating some of your market share because you get people that will yeah. drive from different places. Yeah. So. so then we got Dino's going, and, I mean, it went gangbusters. And, I mean, what a great opportunity and what a great thing for lower North Mankato. I mean, like I said, it was uh, – we turned that – that area around down there that yeah. brought in a whole new life to that area. It's a beautiful thing. It, I, it is my favorite place to go to with my wife, Molly for, for date nights. And when we go out, <laughs> it's, it's the number one spot we, we choose all the time. It's always Dino's is our thing. We love, we love the tab. You've seen us there many times yeah. as a group with the J long crew, yeah. just friends. Um, when it's just the wifey and I, yeah. Dino's is our spot. And, and I, love it every time and it's just so delicious and the ambiance is great and those big ass fans <laughs> in the ceiling we brought our young son the other day he's 18 months old and he he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't focus on any of his food we're trying to give him because he kept looking up yeah. in the ceiling and he keeps pointing at the the big fans that are on that belt <laughs> system because they're massive that is a it, fun system but it's just the uh, everything about it, it it's just very I comfortable you were gonna say that he was coloring on the paper because well, even myself my mom i'll sit there and i'll scribble oh yeah. something out on that paper. oh yeah that's also a great part of it is they've got the paper on the tables they they put them down you get color crayons i mean who doesn't like that sarah and i hadn't probably eaten there in a month and then uh we were just there Monday night, came home from Arizona, and she's been gone for a while, and we hadn't been there in a month, and uh, we, it was, and we were, both got done, and we are like, damn, this shit's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. this is it good. Is. We've been a lot of nice places and a lot of good places in Arizona, but we're like, this is good. There, I mean, was, a, there was a streak <laughs> for you to say that when you oh, own yeah. it. That's, that's what we were that's saying. Awesome. We were like, oh. The, the atmosphere. You, it's you great. Oh, Elvis Presley's on the wall. You know, you can't yeah. go wrong there. But yeah. I went to Dino's every Thursday night for about two years straight with a friend of mine. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. It was almost every single Thursday night with the exception of maybe Thanksgiving because we both loved it that much. And we had a regular Thursday appointment to hang out with each other. And I so can remember that Dino's. a little. I can remember seeing you there a little yeah. bit like that. 
What's, so, so what's your pizza pie? What's the CJ thing? You did give the wink on the pepperoni situation. So is that like your jam or do you order something special or do you order off your own menu? Well, when Monday you, we had, I had spaghetti uh, off the kids' menu because <laughs> we that. have portions really good. And that's good. <laughs> they allowed you to do that oh, even though uh, it's the kids' menu? Well, you, you have some people you know there? You pulled some It's like a secret menu. Okay. <laughs> there right. you go. Yeah, everybody's got a secret <laughs> menu. So... <laughs> but normally if i go in it's uh you know pat and i would probably be there every tuesday and you know in our lifetime too we, we probably always had pizza every tuesday pat and i um it was poly eyes and then we opened dino's and then it was you know and we haven't had poly eyes since then or sure. you know obviously why but um that you could admit to <laughs> yeah, maybe. I get maybe it. There's I, a I mean, business thing there. I I've get done it. some secret shopping, you know. Oh, you sure. Know, yeah. There's some pizzas that show up occasionally <laughs> at places, and, uh, you know, we we take a look at everything. Sure. Uh, double pepperoni is what we That's always your order. Yeah. Okay. Double pepperoni. So also going on that, that favorite train here, I'm just curious. If you have, I mean, you guys got, obviously, uh, he knows where I'm going with this, I'm sure. You got all the restaurants, you know, all of them are great. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I live large, man. I go for the good stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite, so, a favorite restaurant? Uh, no, I don't have a, It's like kids. You They're all your babies? Favorite. You don't have a favorite. Um, you can't. I mean, they're, they're, and they're all made so your, your heart's in them all. Everything you got to do. I mean, all the way over to Third Street, I... We ate so much barbecue at the testing mode that some of us still can't really, <laughs> really, you yeah. can't enjoy barbecue like you should yep. because we had to try, you know, the 25 pizzas or whatever I talked about in New York was nothing compared to how much barbecue and styles. Did you, you know, do that technique in Texas we, mostly or where did you go for that? No, see that we mainly did here. Um, the past owner uh, was going to help us out and mm -hmm. then uh, we took over on Friday and he passed away on Sunday. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and he was going to kind of hang with us and he was into the barbecue part of it and he was going to help us so then we brought in some other people to help us and it worked out well the past owner of what was it previous again remind me lone lone star oh, i was lone yep. star okay so what was that owner's name oh gosh yeah, sorry to put just, you on the spot yeah, it's there okay. you know it's the bourbon kicking in so yeah you're welcome you can always blame it on the bourbon yeah blame it on Shane casca uh, yeah, so that was a terrible that was a terrible deal because we signed the papers on Friday. He goes into retirement. He's just excited that we're buying the place. I mean, he is so excited. His wife wants to be done. You know, she's sick of dealing with the five room hotel. She's sick mm -hmm. of dealing with. They did it. They wanted to do it for fun. Well, it, we don't do things for. We don't do it for fun. We do first. We do it because we need to do it as a business. Yep. And so we, you know, this is part of the history. We go in there and we're uh, we're tearing apart his dream, kind of. You know, we're it's part of the deal. Yeah the, yeah, the carpet's coming up. The walls are getting redone. We moved the bar into the big room. It was just a little bar there, you know. And he's just like, and uh, so he's. We signed the papers on Friday at three and. He passes away mowing his lawn 
at like 62 on Sunday. Good Lord. You know what's crazy about that is how often I hear variations of that same story of yeah. people that have retired. And it's sometimes I think it is the psychology of it, but oftentimes it's even just cancers and other things that come up. But it's yeah. crazy how it's not just like <laughs> you retire and then five years later. I'm talking about yeah. like within the year that you retire, so many people pass away and it's like, what is the deal with it's that? So it's just such a sad. Well, the deal go. is you like we go to his visitation and we're all there as a group and we kind of know him, you know, and we're like, shit, this is. But you walk through those visitation lines and I tell I, I tell this story to everybody. They, you know, they show those pictures of you, you know, they put up those picture boards. Yeah. Well, they don't show any of them of you behind the desk at work. <laughs> or mopping the floor, <laughs> or cleaning the bathroom. That's a very good point. Yep. You're fishing. You're playing cards with your buddies. Got your arms around somebody. You're taking out skiing. A stage yep. You're in the boat. Yep. You're golfing. It. It isn't a. I mean, work makes it all happen. Right. But it isn't about. You know, it's not about work. And so you got to remember that part. We're going to work hard, but we're going to play hard. Right. And I, we, my family, we're going to work so that we can go to the Grand Cayman as a group and yeah. go out to dinner and right. order a bottle of wine. And, you know, you, that's what's important. I, I'm not doing this whole biz, you know. I'm not going to grind through, through it all. Yeah. yeah. If I can bring up Pat. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously... Um, cheers to, mm-hmm. to Pat and, and yeah, obviously to Pat. I like yeah. that. Let's give another clink. Um, obviously so much history between you guys. Um, how has that changed your outlook on the future about where, how long? Yeah. How, how has that changed? Just what you said just a second ago kind of well, made me ask this question. I'm just curious if that's changed a little bit of your outlook on everything. And that's a great question. I think the audience that maybe don't know who Pat is and yeah, what exactly happened to yeah. us. Um, Pat being Chris's brother, passed away tragically in a motorcycle accident out of state. Um, how long ago was 11 that? 11 months now? ago. Yep. 11 months ago. Yep. So very, very sudden, very tragic. Um, and I think a lot of the community probably does already know about it, but just for the yeah, folks for that sure. don't, um, a very sad thing, not just for your family, but everyone, yep. everyone that knew him because he was really an amazing man. Amen. Yep. So yeah, we're two different people. That's really cool. Um, you know, he was a big personality. I talked to Sarah today about him and I said, you know, I was always the one I'd, I'd we'd be on a trip together somewhere and I'd start to talk to people and then Pat would all of a sudden, like the wall came down and then boom, he'd move in. And then he was the one that could tell the jokes and he could tell all of a sudden I'm like, I'm stepping back and you know, he's the funny one. He's the, you know, friendly one. And he's the one they had the contact with later, but yet I maybe baby, I maybe was one, the one that broke the ice or, you know, got the curtain to come down. And, and uh, you know, right now what's, what's really going through with our company and myself is it's, it's really, you got to be careful. You got to be, you know, I, I think I talked to you about this a little bit. Um, you okay. got to be ready. We don't, 
it, we got one second guaranteed right now. You got to be ready. You got to know and be ready. And yeah. uh, be in your happy spot. And he was, and he he was pretty prepared. But dang, at 57, that shit's young, man. Yeah. He had a lot of life to live. We worked our whole life to get to the point where he was right now, where one of us was going to be on and one of us was going to be off. And, I, you know, maybe I'd be in Arizona or he'd be in Florida, and we were going to, like, come back and check in. But we weren't, you know, we, we were counting on each other. Now I have, it's it's me. And I kind of joke, like, you know, before I had somebody else to say, well, we made a shitty decision there. Now it's, I, I make the bad decisions, <laughs> but I make the good ones too. But right. it's more the bad ones when you really need to recover. You need to look and at it and go, wow, you know. And I know we're not going to talk about the C word, the COVID word, but shit, it was tough on us because yeah. there's different opinions on every single day. I mean, even my company right now, we had stuff go down. You know, there's stuff going down every day. And it, it, this isn't, we weren't in this game to go through all this and figure it all out each day. You know, it, I, it, it, there's enough challenges without that kind yeah. of external situation. How, what yeah. are we doing? This yeah. is so well, hard. And that was it's the last clarity. conversation I ever had with Pat was on that front. Yeah, I'm sure. And we were both discussing what <laughs> options we have, right? Yeah. As business owners in the restaurant space, there's there's this uh, stigma, at least there was especially at the time of, of COVID uh, early on, that restaurants, restaurants are where this is happening. It's people getting together at restaurants, yeah. bars. Those are the places, especially bars. And so it was, okay, well, that's not actually true, but sure, uh, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to protect our businesses and make sure that we can still operate and that was one of the last conversations that i had with him was on that front of damn he was passionate about it oh yeah he was ready to freaking yep you know and uh when you it's hard it's different when you had five places and you're trying to navigate it yeah you're trying to keep i mean we kept every employee available that wanted to work where they worked and there's some that made great money, mm -hmm. and there's some that took the, you know, I'm going to take the time away. And I don't know if it was right that if we probably should have, uh, you know, closed down a couple and just said, hey, let's ride this out. But dang, how do we tell? How do we know what's going to happen? You don't. You really don't. And, you know? I mean, we closed down from the beginning of the mandate in March for Sands and reopened in May, and... Uh, we came back with such a boom in May. We were very fortunate to have a number of our employees. The majority of our employees came back and they appreciated us closing because of the unemployment aspect yeah. of it and how much money people were throwing through that yeah. program. But we were, we had no idea what we were coming back to because when we closed down in March, it was dire numbers. I mean, it was the worst numbers we've ever seen. People were not coming out. So it only made sense to close. They might, at that point you were like, yeah, let's just close. Cause yeah, I mean, nobody the on the street right now. Right. And so when we reopen in May and we think, okay, well, we're fully stocked. And then we sold out a product in two days and our distributors like, well, supply chains are also screwed up and I'm having to drive to Rice, Minnesota to pick up cheese. That was a crazy time. And oh it's, I mean, everything's not straightened out now, but I can only imagine some of the issues that you guys have dealt with, with the, the large volume and number of locations you have. I'm sure you haven't had an easy go of any of it either. No, no. 
It, it's it's just crazy. So yeah, we you know, and Pat and I have always we always had different opinions, which is why we it worked. You know that, and so even back at that point, you know, I know he really wanted to open, and I know there were some places in town that opened, and but they were desperate. I feel, and with five places, we couldn't do that, and so it worked out okay that we we had our disagreement, and we that that's how we always were. We had we had to work through stuff. That was the greatest part about being, you know. You had your disagreement, but you sat down at Thanksgiving or you had dinner on Sunday night, and it was all going to be okay. Right, right. You know, my my last time uh, a year a year ago, right now, I would have been uh, driving home with them from Arizona, and uh, it was pretty cool because you you're in the car for thirty hours with somebody you get to I've known in my whole life, right? right. So fifty seven years, right. What was your favorite part about Pat? He's super creative, passionate. Do you think that's something that a lot of people didn't know? You see, with Pat, you once you got in the inner circle, you were in. That's He's what I've heard fight. about Pat. He's going to fight to the end for you. That's what I've heard about Pat, and that's honestly what I've experienced a little bit personally. But if you jack him with over, Pat. He, he's going he's gonna to tell you. Fuck you. Yeah, get the hell out of no, here. No, I never jacked him over. I just, I had conversations with him. jack him over. At, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. It'd be bad. I mean, people that were doing that <laughs> were like, they were, yeah. I, I guess my, my point is I, I feel like I've, I had more real conversations or slightly deeper conversations with yourself versus Pat over the years, even though I've worked with both you many times. But to suffice it to say, so many, so many other people have said to me over the yeah. years, even before he, his passing, that Pat yeah. was deep, he was creative, oh, yeah. and they, they, they always said, you got to get past that first layer of that Pat. That curtain. That little curtain. That we talked about earlier. Right. And that's, Once you're in that, once you got in that group, you were like with him. Like you said, you broke the ice, and then yeah. it allowed him to open up because he felt it was safe to do so, yeah. or whatever he felt. But I think um, there's so much I've learned um, about him since his passing. and But uh, super creative. Yeah, and and so that. Passionate. I mean, oh. Sometimes I had to back him down, like, you know, and it probably wasn't right to back him down on some stuff. Let him go, you know, because, yeah. Right. So that was your favorite part? He was passionate and pushed you to think outside the box even more than you already do. Well, and we did really well, too. Like, uh, you talked earlier about letting people go or whatever. He once, you know, I we'd probably meet. Over some bourbon. No, we didn't do bourbon, but we'd have a cocktail at, like, this time of night. We'd really analyze what we got going on. And back in the day when somebody was really, like, not, we determined together that, yeah. Yeah. The dude's stealing, man. He's stealing 20 cases of beer a day. Got to take him down to the train tracks, get yeah. rid of him. Exactly. <laughs> take him to the train station. <laughs> back then it was we walked out to the back cooler and... If we took you in the cooler, it, you might still have a job. If we took you to the cooler, you were going to like get sure. in your car and get the hell out of there. Cause Did one of you uh, have an easier time or end up doing more of the firing? Well, side Pat, of Pat would because he's yep. he military police, sure. you know, army guy. Yep. And, you know, you follow the procedure. Yeah. But, you know, good cop, bad cop. Yeah. I'd get pissed at people and. I freaking, you know, 
Superman across the room and <laughs> choke him out. <laughs> you know, one thing I don't like, we don't like, I don't like people stealing. Right. Oh, I get that. You need money, yeah. we'll work it out. Mm-hmm. You, you need this. Right. You need your tires on your car, I'm going to go get them. But if you're going to freaking steal, I, I can't. Yep. We can't do it. Yeah. Because uh, all of a sudden the whole environment changes and everybody thinks they should steal. Right. It's all based on trust. As yeah. soon as you lose the trust, I mean. You lose everything. Yep. You know. I'm I'm okay with it. If you need something, I got to do what I got to do. But yeah, I can't have you. You know. Yeah, it's funny that you have that dynamic or had that dynamic with Pat. I mean, it's the same. Well, I think thing he felt right. bad at times, though. Too, I think he felt yeah. sometimes he had to be the bad guy. Yeah, and he did. He did, but he didn't. But yeah. what's what made it? What's that's what worked for us is that one of us had to be a bad guy, and he. Yeah, I experienced the same thing with my sister. She works with the rest of the team daily and i'm not on site daily she is and so i end up being the hammer most of the time and coming in and laying down the law because it's a little easier because i've got some distance so i i get that dynamic yeah but man i i mean i i i really miss them too because i i just talked to sarah again about this because i was on vacation and when you come home you're, um, I just had a great time. You know, I'm with my granddaughter and we're swimming and we're just living life. And then I'm thinking, damn, he, he's not here. I can't, I can't call him and tell him, you know, when I was on vacation before I'd call him and he'd say, I got this, you know, he relax. Not, he's not yeah. going to tell me what's going on here. No, he you wants know? you to have a good time. I got this and I don't have I do with Tasha and Carter and Patrick and Randy, but it's different now. It's a little different than, you know. Yeah. Especially, you know, five-plus places. Right. So. so you said Tasha, Carter, and... Yeah, that's part of the history, right? Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. get into that a little bit. So we did Dino's, and we brought Tasha in, and mm-hmm. Tasha worked for us at Tav on the Ave for a long time, and then she moved back to Chicago, where she came from. Um, and then she came back to Mankato because her and her husband, John. You you said something in your award speech. Didn't you fire Tasha? Yeah, we fired Tasha. Yeah, there we yeah. I just think that's a fun <laughs> detail. I don't know Hi, who Tasha. did. I don't, know, I don't think I did or Pat did. But sure. when back in the day when the schedule was there and you no, no call, no show, we just we put a T across your name and yep. people picked up your shifts. So she got teed out and uh, because she went to... Chicago, and then she decided to go to New York and hang out with her friends, and her shifts didn't get covered. So uh, when she came back, uh, she needed a job because she was working at the Holiday Inn downtown. Uh, She'll love this part because she was wearing black polyester uh, skirts and pantyhose. I don't know what they wore underneath, right? Back in a long time ago. And she was working the breakfast crew, so she had to be down there early and... We heard her at the Tav. Well, gosh, I mean, think working breakfast or working Tav on the Ave, it was like a no-brainer. And she got talked into not coming to work and lost her job. So she comes to the Tav, knocks on the door of the office, and uh, she's thinking, I'm in the office that day, and her name on the schedule is teed out, you know, terminated, and Pat opens the door. And she freezes she does the teary-eyed balling thing and his comment always is to people 
Don't pull that shit on me. Yeah. You don't pull that freaking teary-eyed ball and shit on me. Close yep. the door. So I really need the job, she said, and da-da-da. And he says, yep, you do. We'll, we'll put you back on. But this is how it's going to be. And all of a sudden now she's, you know, in partner, three of the places. You know. Yeah. Pretty amazing. One of our best employees, we fired. Uh, she quit twice. Yeah. And, and so we hired her three times, you know, before she eventually passed away. But she was a 20-plus year. And so you just never know, right? She was a great gal. Yeah. I, I mean, she took care of me many times coming in there. Yeah. Um, what that's Tammy. So, yeah. Tammy Hermodko. Yeah. That's yep. so hard when, yeah. But it, back to your story specifically, I mean, that's why it's, it, you never know when it makes sense to, you know, yep. give a second chance like that. So, so then, uh, she, she ends up being a partner at Dino's and then, uh, number four comes along mm-hmm. and it was, uh, uh, Contessa's. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to remember the name yeah. previous to number four, and I could not remember. Yeah. Wendy, right? Wendy. Wendy yep. Anderson. Yep. 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 So that was her dream, mm-hmm. and uh, we purchased that. I mean, yeah, I think she was there 12 or 13 months, and uh, we purchased that, and we kind of went in and did a full remodel. I mean, in front of the house, it's not comparable at all. Mm-hmm. And now that was almost 13 years ago already. Wow. You got to remember the restaurant's only average is three years. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, that's. Yep. I, I'm telling you, some years Dino's is at 15, Tavin the Ave is going to 34. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what's what's the secret sauce, CJ? I mean, not uh, obviously. Uh, I mean, if you could name one thing, or if you have, there's to no name one a thing. You know, I I, am, I talked to Sarah again today. I said, you know, she knows. I, and I said this that night, at, I think, at the uh, Hall of Fame. It's, it takes a little magic. And w- you can determine what magic is. I mean, you guys both do magic at what you're doing. This is magic right now. I mean, this just doesn't happen. This takes, it takes hard work, but it's also magic. You know, Jay Long's is magic. Oh, you, thank you. You made the move. Well, that was a gamble, but it was magic because, you know, you put that sign up there, that just doesn't mean you're going to be busy. Yeah, true. So we can all determine what magic is, but it takes magic. And so we're very big on atmosphere, as you guys know, and as you guys, I like, you know, Jay Long's is atmosphere, you know, Cook yeah. and Key with Carter. It's yeah, atmosphere. Love, love having them next door, by the way. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it works out well. It's amazing. It's, you know, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, most of our restaurants, we're really learning. We're going to do good food and we're going to do this and that. I'm going to have good training, but it also takes a really, you got it. The more atmosphere you can have. I mean, to have patio. Yeah. We could have left that half the size, you know. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful patio, by the way. And I love that you light it year round, too. That's such a beautiful thing, even just driving up during the winter. That's cool. You know, it's hard. You know, that's just part of it. It's part of creating the the atmosphere to to make that magic happen, you know. So then back to the history, we did uh, number four, Mm -hmm. and we did that with Tasha. And then I'm uh, I'm on a trip, it's really scary because every time I go to Italy, we end up buying something. <laughs> I've only been to Italy twice, <laughs> so Pat calls me and he says, "Hey, uh, 
this place in St. Peter, he's calling me and he wants us to really do it. You know, he wants us to buy it. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's 15 minutes away if you think of it, you know. And so we got to go look. So we go look and sure enough, it, it's a good deal. And he, he's willing to let us, you know, have it for a really good deal. So we put the offer in and we end up buying it. But then you got to go through all the development and the remodel and we do it. And it's a great deal for St. Peter. I mean, they don't have anything like that. They no, have a lot of great opportunities there, but they just don't yep. have anything at that level. And three or four people tried it before us. Yeah. You know, they wanted fancy dining or whatever. Well, and it's the kind of destination place that draws outside of St. Peter. I mean, there's folks, uh, many of my good friends and myself included, that will drive over there. doesn't matter, you know. doesn't matter the distance, and we'll go enjoy a great meal and a great cocktail. Somebody texted me tonight, hey, my son's coming down from the cities. We're meeting him in St. Peter. Can you, you know, I said, yeah, here's, here's the manager that's here tonight. Call him. He's going to hook you up for the kid's birthday, and we're gonna, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we did that one, and then uh, we had a fire. And when we talked about earlier about the burglar, you know, alarms and shit, a, you, when you get a fire call, that's really, that's really hard. Um, neighbors was making us money, and that's really hard. You know, we're in a crap location down there. I mean, it's not yeah. like a building that's made to make restaurant money. And we're Pat and I own that one, and we're making money. And you come across the bridge there coming down from North Mankato at 4.30 in the morning, and you can see a glow and fire trucks. And um, R- Remind me what caused the fire. Yeah, so... Once the insurance companies come, they take a look at everything and you're profitable, so they don't really look into it too much. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, compressor on one of the refrigeration's equipment or something. Sure. Um, if you were not making money, they're going to dig into it a little sure. more. Uh, two good stories about that. There was a pan rack, you know, where you hang aluminum pans mm-hmm. in the dish room. The big pots, the big, the big pots. Like you want to cook a lot Family of stuff. Family style, yeah, yeah. Uh, they talk about a fire level, uh, like a, a flash zone or whatever. You know, those were melted and gone. But fourteen inches off the floor, there was a mop bucket sitting in a mop sink, totally fine, plastic. <laughs> Ridiculous. But wow. yet, How does that make sense? That's why they tell you at a hotel or whatever where you're in a fire, you get down low because yeah. the smoke, there's a definite line, and you can see it all the way around the room Sure. after that fire. Interesting. So they think it happened by a compressor on one of the refrigeration units in the old part of the building. and then. Uh, but a great story about Pat is I was, I was supposed to go to New York at 10 o'clock that morning, and he looked at me and said, you got to go. I mean... Sarah and I were going to a Rolex uh, brunch. And he goes, yeah, you, you just go. I got this. And then he's the guy on TV crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, at Channel 12 because, you know, yeah. he, he's the one there. And he had to talk to my mom. And my mom, she was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, but we're like, yeah, it was our family deal, man. Yeah. yeah. Sentimental value. Back to, 
a 13, 12, 13 year old. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and he would have been, you said you're two, year, two years older. Yeah, than he him? was like 12 or 13. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So now, so you guys still own the building, obviously, down there. Yep. And that's you, a corporate headquarters. Okay. Yep. I, I've seen the absolute custom catering. Yep. Our catering and, stuff runs out of there. We don't cook sure. there, but all of our catering equipment is there. Okay. So it's still, a, a third less the size. Okay. Part of it had to be torn down. Sure. Yep. And that fits your needs. I know when we were walking around here, I didn't know it, but you apparently had looked at yeah. this office as a Yeah, because we were looking space. for some office space. And that current, that neighbor space now still serves your needs. Now it does, space. yeah. And so in the meantime, I think we ended up in uh, up above the number four. Okay. On the sure. second floor there, and we put our offices there. You know, our corporate offices, we have a couple uh, operations guys. Uh, we had... A marketing person, you know, so you know, there's there's some stuff going on, you know. Yeah. Well, it only makes sense with how many spots you got. With five spots, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's quite a bit of work for anyone. So, and you could add another one team. at any day. Who knows? I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, my, my people are ready to. Are you thinking about adding another one? That's well, what I was just going to ask. That was my <laughs> next question. <laughs> the way that you, you just can teed share us up so well that you can share. Nothing I can share, but you know. Uh, Maybe we, when we're so out there the is podcast. like on our menus, we put uh, <laughs> you know across the bottom everything's listed, mm-hmm. and uh, we just we're reprinting tab menus today. And I said, you know, we need to put a question mark there and <laughs> start the buzz. I was just going to uh-huh. say, if he's reprinting them, he can't be planning on doing anything too soon. <laughs> no, oh, we print we print a lot. I okay. suppose it, it's yeah. okay. We do that in house, and well, that's good. That it's not like cost. the old days where you had to go. Oh. Yeah, you got to run down to this place. Or, for yeah. a yeah. to print them yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm excited to, you know, not not to end this, but once we get you off of this, yeah, you're going you, to you you get some you're gonna, you're gonna tell us. There's nothing. Oh, there's, there's nothing. nothing. Oh, he says there's always something. Why did you wink six nothing. times? No, there. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll share. All right. I'll get like some calls right now. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you But, you know, I know. There, I got a lot of people with us. I mean, you got to talk about Tasha and Carter and Patrick and Randy. And, there, you know, there's more coming through the whole line. And it's going to be more about than just, you know, me, you know. Well, and I think that's the cool thing that I, I wanted to get into a little bit because I'm experiencing it with my parents and the generational piece now doing yeah. the same thing that your parents did. Uh, Carter's involved in Flask and Third Street. Third Street. Any others? He's got Cork and Key. As Cork well, and Key is, is all his. him yep. on his own. So yep. he's doing quite a bit. Yep. And then, of course, Maria being involved in exclusively, exclusively diamonds, which, which is, is something we haven't wow. touched on at all. Which but is that's a also her and her mom. Yeah. Holy. That's massive. Uh, I mean, they know how many people, again, do exclusively diamonds in you know, your store. So Jay Long's. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How many years ago was it when you think we had to be in the mall? We had to be in the mall. We had to be in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Here yep. we just talked about three places within 600 feet of each other, Cork and Key, Jay Long's, Exclusively Diamonds, and that's what Mankato's about. Right, yeah. We're bringing people from Owatonna, Iowa, you know, west of here, north right. of here. I mean. They're the lifestyle spots. And they're, they're, they're stopping in at all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you a know? beautiful thing. It yeah. really is. Oh. 
and uh, and there's a lot of referral business between we, all of us that that really works. I, I talked to so many people throughout the yeah the year that uh, had just got done visiting, you know, the exclusively diamonds crew, and they're coming from there, yeah, or they're planning on going to there after us. And now that we carry women's, especially, we hear that a yeah. lot. Um, we also ironically had our holiday parties recently <laughs> on the same night. I didn't know that. I, I guess I should have called Maria and said, was that good? Hey, or is that, I think, oh, it's I think good. it was actually awesome Yeah, because there was, there was this overlap, whether they went there first and then to us or yeah. vice versa. Um, but it, it, might, it might be out. good to, to, they're already out. So we yeah. might as well hit up both. And, uh, we had some live radio remotes with, you know, George and Jess, and there was cocktails at both places. And I think people had a really, really good time. And uh, I love it. I mean, it's family-owned and operated businesses. We're sitting here, yeah. all three of us, family-owned yeah. and operated businesses. And I think it's beautiful. And I think that's something that people are starting to realize is more important than ever. Yeah. Um, and freestanding free brick brick and mortar buildings yeah. too, you know, versus malls. The malls are, it's a, it's a tough gig and you walk in there and it just doesn't feel <laughs> right. And it used to feel awesome. It used to feel good when I was young, but now it, it feels weird. There were, uh, I don't know what day it was, but I, I cooked a lunch for uh, exclusively, and then I went to Cork and Key, and I sold bourbon, and I sold, I sell, I cab. <laughs> if you need something else, I get it. somebody, and you know, <laughs> but it was kind of crazy. I grinded out a couple hours at Cork and Key, sure. and uh, you enjoyed it. I can tell you're smiling about it. No, it was way, it was way cool. I yeah, mean, my dad, awesome. my. My dad has a little uh, liquor store background, so my, you know, I can give in my, it's really cool there. I don't own it, so I come there and play, and then if I want to leave, I leave. Yeah. You know, oh, God, you guys look really busy. <sighs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Jim Long but, in our business. Yeah. That's exactly what he really does what now. it is, you know. Yeah. And then uh, the same day, I'm over at the Tav bartending for, you know, a good four hours because it was so, you know, the, I think the the where we're at in life right now, people are ready to come out. Oh yeah, they come out, and they're coming out in groups. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 a good feel. Absolutely, it's cool. Yeah. Um. So, the, the one of the questions I had too is, is obviously it's got to be pretty neat too. You have two kids. You know, you have Maria and Carter. If you didn't remember that, I'm just yeah. helping you. Yeah. You know, since we've been drinking yeah, bourbon, those two. Yeah, those two. Uh, and you've got grandkids now, which is pretty exciting. Um, one of your grad grandkids is also in, in daycare with my son, Yeah, uh, which is cool. But uh, how does that <laughs> feel to see your daughter and your son operate in these businesses now to see them, you know, go forward and continue the tradition, the legacy of yeah. what you guys have built? I mean, you, you grew... You grew in the business under Adrian's, under your, your parents and their work ethic, and now they're seeing, they saw what you did, and now they're getting back into it. Was there any point, number one, that you thought, ooh, I don't love you guys, but oh. I, don't know, I don't know if I want to watch you follow in mommy and daddy's footsteps, or has it always been kind of like pretty cool also to see that, or just can you share anything on how you're feeling? Well, we always going? talked. I mean, the dinner table was always wide open, so... I mean, yeah. you, you go to Tav on the Ave and you're four years old. There was no hold back on anything. I mean, Carter, Carter, we always joked, he thought that when you went to a restaurant, you just walked back in the kitchen. <laughs> we had to tell him, no, buddy, you're, you're in Kansas City at Applebee's. You can't do that. That's funny. He's like, what? 
Your grandpa's not back there? No. You <laughs> My know. dad owns this place. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we kind of did that thing. But, um, and, and I think they looked at us and watched, man, these two work so hard, you know, when you're 14, 15. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to ever do that. I'm not going to have a job that you work, you know, nights and weekends and the whole month of December. And, and then uh, that really changed quick. They really started to appreciate what we, we did and how we navigated. Um, Sarah and I were fortunate to, you know, both own a business and make it work. And yet, you know, family was always first, even though you make the company feel like they're first. Family was first. If, you, if there was a soccer game or dance recital, you were there. You may have to leave early. You may have to come late. But you were there, it, and that's what made it work. And Sarah and I high-fived in the driveway a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. She'd come home at 5.30, and Tav on the Ave is calling, we need help, we need help now. And you'd head out, and two kids were there playing. And maybe they were fed, maybe they weren't <laughs> fed, but you made it work, you know. Or she'd yep. load them up in her car, and they'd come eat dinner at the Tav, and, you know. So our kids really learned from that part of it, and uh, I'm, I'm really surprised. Yeah, you know, it would have been easy. It's 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 hard to stay here. And I was just gonna say, my parents. Aaron asked me a question like that in episode one when it came to me and my sister, and my dad, I think, loved having the family labor, right? So it was it was almost encouraged by dad, not yeah. not fully. Uh, but mom was the one that was like, you see what this is. Yeah. You see that this is not a, a nine yeah. to five you punch out. And my sister was not deterred by that. And I was never super interested in the operational day-to-day side of it as much. And so <laughs> that was that was obvious for me. But at the same time, I did love the creative and the customer experience side of it mm-hmm. and getting to know the customers. And so I didn't want to be fully out either. Yeah. So it just kind of evolved into this na- nice natural spot. And so it's it's curious that it seemed like the kids weren't necessarily super enthused early on but grew into it. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, you know, both of our companies are, like, exclusively Diamonds is totally different. And Carter, he he went there a little bit and tried that, and he's like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a, yeah. you know. And it's where our job, my companies are, you work whenever, you know. You don't know when you're going to work, but you'll get called somewhere. Yeah. And... Well, I'm sure we'll have Carter on at some point. I would love to have Carter yeah, on, um, Carter. As, as well as Maria. Really, honestly, it'd be fun to have the whole family on because you've all got so many different <laughs> stories to be. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll bring them both on together. Yeah. And they can you should fun. bring them both. They work together well. They're in, they're yeah. in some uh, some groups together where they do, yeah. uh, you know, like they have a consultant and stuff, and okay. it's pretty cool that. Uh, yeah, I mean they're. They're into Mankato and they're into yeah. what's going on here. And we'll do that. They're a big deal. They're well, a big deal. <laughs> I mean, really, they are. I mean, they're the up and coming. Oh, I mean, there's there's something that uh, myself and another friend are going to launch that's a, a, essentially a 40 under 40 for Mankato. And they're, yeah. they're top of list for who yeah. want to be a part of that. Yeah. So. And they they get good opinions and they, they're good. We have to listen to them all the time, Sarah and I. I mean, it's we don't do much without running it by them now and getting their opinion and... Yeah. I, I think that's know. intelligent. 
Yeah. That's, that's smart business because you've got this gap of not, I'm not calling you super old CJ. Yeah, You're seasoned. You're seasoned. A lot know. of wisdom in, yeah. in, in, in that body, but you also, I mean, it's smart to listen to, yeah, there's, there's a gap there and yeah. they, they've got knowledge of all this new technology and things that are going on with social yeah. media. And it just, it's smart to, to listen to. And I, I think you realize that. And I think that's super smart on your end to allow your managers and people that run your businesses to, to add to that value. You have to. Yeah. And you have to oversee it and that's yeah. just the way it goes. But I was going to ask what inspired Carter to get into the retail specifically when it came to Cork and Key. Yeah. So, well, COVID. Yeah. I mean, we were shut down. I'm sitting there at each location with 10, 15,000, you know, thousands of dollars worth of product and we can't sell it. I mean, liquor stores are going crazy because everyone's drinking at home. Everyone's drinking at home and he's like, oh, this looks good. Recession proof. Yeah. Slash COVID proof. So all of a sudden we're like, yeah, he's like, I think I want to do this. And he knows. <laughs> Whiskey breaks. Specialized. He, he knows so much about wine and he is so knowledgeable about stuff. You right. guys take multiple trips out to California. Obviously, you've talked about Italy. Well, we you guys never, go all over the place. We're right? never going to stop learning. That's our whole family. Never do deal. it. I mean, huh. we're going to go on a trip. But dang, we're coming home with something. I mean, it'll go all the way back to 1979 or something when my mom went to Mazelan yeah. and came home. With, I, I mean, I thought about this today. I started laughing. She came home wanting and made quesadillas. People here couldn't even say the word. You know, that's... Quesadillas? Is that what they'd quesadillas. say? Quesadillas. Quesadillas. And so she's making cheese quesadillas from Mazalan, Mexico. Yep. And now it's on our menu like a staple. I'm going to screw up the story, but essentially that's what the cheese chilito used to be. Really? Was a quesadilla. It was just rolled as opposed to, uh, you know, half, right? And it's it's definitely yeah. different ingredients, obviously. But corporate was largely a Midwest company, and so they they realized that most folks weren't Couldn't say pronouncing that. quesadilla, and that's why they they changed up the name. Yeah, I mean that is a. And I got to give credit to my mom too because you know, like we opened Tav and in the Stone Toad, and so we uh, were like. Okay, we get the bar open first, and there's people waiting in line on June 7th to get in. And the Madison Avenue's all tore up. There's there's a 40 foot 40 foot hole in front of Tav on the Ave. Reconstruction? Because yeah, they're redoing Madison Avenue. So we get open. We do cocktails, bar, you know, uh, beer. We doing we're doing all that part, and we get it going, and we're doing well. And then two weeks later, we said, okay, now we're ready to let's get the food part going. And, the, virtually the night before, or two nights before, we're like, uh, what about this item? What are we going to call this? What are we doing? What, what's this one? And she names off a couple items, and, you know, one's the Dagwood. Yeah. Oh, it's st- the Dagwood still Delight? There. Yeah. It's still there. Oh, it's geez. on the menu. Love that. She so goes, messy, but so good. She's like, smoked turkey, honey mustard dressing. Nobody's doing honey mustard dressing <laughs> at all. It wasn't even a thing in, you know. Yeah, and chicken wings. Nobody had done chicken wings, and my mom, you know, she throws these things out there, and bang, they, you know, they're on the menu, and they're still on the menu thirty-four years later, which is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Real testament to not but, only your guys's but your your mom's. Experience. But that's why we travel. That's why you go yeah. find. That's why you go research. Today I'm looking through cookbooks and Sarah's like, "What are you doing?" I go, oh, "I got five restaurants. I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm looking for stuff. My job. Right now. I'm kind of like getting my head in the game here." And she's yeah. like, "Wow." This you know. might be an obvious question, but what's what is the number one selling menu item, entree, not not appetizer? What's the number one selling entree at the tavern they have? That's been consistently the number one. Yeah, for, it's a gr- for I, I, because we just did our menu update and we changed some things around. Um, at the tab, it's a Cubana. Yeah, I was gonna. That would have been one. probably my second. Yeah. It's my a second crazy thing. item. It's, it's good. It's like an item we did because we had some stuff, and we said, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's how a lot of the great magic happens, right?" <laughs> it's magic. It's the magic happens right. right there. Boom. Well, okay, Cubana, and all of a sudden we're selling like you know, right. and it, it's a quick item for us, and it, it's less late. I mean, it's just the whole deal. I was always sure. a fan of the jalapeno burger, and I think you guys did away with it for a little yeah. bit, but then brought it back. I was super glad that you brought it back because I've always been a big fan of some spice. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. You know, now too, you asked me earlier, like pizza. I'm like, hey, you know, what do you guys? What's your favorite? Go-to? Double pepperoni. So I'm getting as I'm getting older now. It's really like I'm really basic. I'm like peanut butter toast and yeah, plain <laughs> hamburger patty. I'm with you. Yep. Like my dad. Used is there to a do. burger on the menu that has peanut butter on it? No. To have no, because no. that is really good. You <laughs> guys know. have had it before. Yeah, we did with bacon yeah. and peanut butter. Yeah, I and, didn't realize that. Oh, that was a long time. Have ago. you ever had peanut butter? On we a had the whole burger. No, I'm 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 a very meat and potatoes kind of okay. guy. Okay, well, I you don't got, need to get that wild. You got to have peanut butter on a burger. At some I really time don't. But I no, no, you don't do. mix the two. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. Peanut butter is made to put on crackers and toast. Yeah, I don't know about that. I it's really good. You guys got to try. Clearly, a lot of people like it, but yeah. Yeah, know. so now I'm getting more basic. I'm not a real like I'm not a real fancy fancy type. Sure, you know. Well, so you travel obviously for work, but you also travel for fun too. Yeah. I, I also messaged Maria and said, "Hey, give me some questions." <laughs> yeah. And one of the questions she gave me was, "What was one of your favorite travel experiences that you've done?" So, so I've been to South Africa twice. I've seen every, really. I've seen the Big Five, which is you know all the big animals. I yeah. they walked within feet of me, and it was amazing. The food's amazing, the wine's amazing. The South African people took care of us amazing. Where did you go in South Africa? Uh, we were, uh, in, like by Kruger, we were, um, Londolosi was our lodge that we stayed at, which is about the leopards of Londolosi. It was a movie or a show. That's really cool. Um, but Sarah and I, I think our, our, our most favorite trip was just the two of us, and we went to Italy, and we did the island of Capri and sure. Amalfi Coast beautiful spot yep and oh. uh you can't go there enough and you can't yep. uh, i mean we were there in uh in the like spring you know so it wasn't quite busy yet and it was just so amazing i really like that a lot and uh yeah and we'll probably do that again um you know i know i went uh, i did mexico a ton i mean like people say oh have you ever been in cancun yeah like 20 times 30 <laughs> times i mean i went to cancun when it was a town of like you know twenty-two thousand people and now it's sure. four million yeah you know crazy um yeah and so we don't do mexico much but now we as we it was really important for us to go and take our kids all the time we never really went on a lot of trips without our kids we loved taking our kids and 
we loved working hard in December and then all of a sudden, boom, taking them out of school and going for a wind down and just, you know, going to the beach and hanging, you yeah. know. Well, I think it's the the work, you know, you get the reward for the work you put in too. I yeah. think that's a good lesson for kids. Yeah. Um, you know, Hawaii's pretty cool. Hawaii is cool. Yeah. I got to get back. Italy's on my list. So I, oh, gosh. Yeah. I, Lake Como is the spot specifically that I've always wanted to go to. We were to. there, and it was kind of rainy. Okay. Um, the Amalfi Coast is big, too. I uh, would love to do that. <laughs> Italy in general, I'd love to just There's spend so a much. Month, a they month tell you don't Italy. go to Italy first because you won't go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't doubt that at all. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go to Italy and... Yeah, I mean, there's so I'm, much. I'm fine with not going anywhere yeah. else. I mean, it seems like they've got the greatest of the food and the greatest of, of a lot of uh, what you're looking for from an atmospheric experience standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I loved it. We loved Italy. Uh, the island of Capri is off, you know. Um, and how, how long did you go? Well, I've been to Italy two or three times, so... But week, two weeks at a time, more. You got to go two weeks. I was going to say any trip that you ever take, and you, if you go less than two weeks, it'll be. It's really cool when everybody else is packing up to go home, and you go, yeah, I got like nine days left. Because <laughs> you know it's day six or whatever. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. day five, and they're thinking, I got to spend my money. I got to get rid of you know. You yeah. know, yeah, I got like seven, nine days to go. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that, that's good. Uh, that's cool. CJ, if you could live with, if you could only pick one drink, you could have for the rest of your life, right? It, it yeah. just that this is it. I'm sorry, but you get one drink. <laughs> what drink would that be that you would just be able to drink? Yeah, weekly well, and be okay with um, it. So back to the C word, COVID he kicks in, and uh, I drank Crown Royal up to that point. You know, I drink. Everybody knows I drank Crown Royal. I'm the Crown Royal guy. Boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, COVID kicks in, and you go to a few places. Oh, we can't get it. We can't get it. can't get it from Canada. And I started thinking, like, there's a picture of me on New Year's Eve. I'm down at number four, and we're closed. We are not open. And I have this whole selection of bourbon. And I start drinking. Uh, I start drinking some bourbon. And uh, I can drink any bourbon I want down there. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I can... You know the owner is what you mean by that. Yeah, <laughs> and I I didn't need to look at the price. It's 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 there. <laughs> I didn't care. So I started moving through the whole list, and I started learning what I really like, and uh, I really enjoyed learning about bourbon, and it's American. I like that part. Yep, hundred um, percent. Crown Royal was cool, and it's mm-hmm. sweet, and you can drink it anywhere in the world. But I can, you know, now I can drink bourbon. I drink bourbon. And I, you know, do you have a favorite brand? And you don't need to say Jane Casca just because we oh, have no, in front no. of us. What have you, if you've tried a lot of them, yeah. what's like a brand? We actually had a guest on last night, and <laughs> I'll, t- I'll share with you what she said yeah. about her favorite. But I'm, I'm curious, what have you tried that just you love lately? Because I'm mm. curious for my own personal reasons too. Yeah, well, um, Oh, gosh, I haven't really tried like the you know the the pappies and that kind of thing. I don't do Blantons. I've tried it. I'm, I'm it's overrated. Yeah, to me, you, know? you served me my first taste of Blantons. Did I? Yeah, yeah I'll get that down stuff at the flask. Time long. I yeah. don't care. I don't get caught up in the hype that much. Honestly, <laughs> no. too, I, yeah. I just don't. I think and, it's all right. And, and there's a lot. There's so many good ones. I think that there's it's like hard for me to get I like Eagle Rare. Too. 
Yeah. Eagle and there's the Elmer T down at uh, yeah. f- uh, number four. It's in a square bottle and it was really limited. I Elmer T? Yeah. I didn't know that was. Uh, so one day I went in there and I thought, well, you know, that bottle looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I took it outside and I got yeah. some, like we're doing here, and I got, uh, and yeah. then everybody started looking at me like, uh, do you know what you're drinking? I said, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, it's but I like it. I'm like, <laughs> so I learned, and uh, that was the fun part about selling bourbon up at uh, Cork and Key is I could tell, yeah, you know, hey, have you had Yellowstone? Have you had? I just had Yellowstone for the first time. It's really good. It's got yeah. a smoky profile, yeah. but not the gross. Smoky. I bet that's really yeah. picked up in sales lately. Well, especially with the TV. That's how that's I got. What I'm I love yeah. the show, and yeah. so my parents were like, "Before that, though. it's the first time they've ever given me alcohol." Was was Christmas this year? And oh, did like, they? Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, we know you like Yellowstone. Here's a oh yeah, here's a bourbon that's Yellowstone." I'm like, "Well, it's so, not the TV show, but it's good." I like yeah, I've liked all the bourbons. I mean, yeah. I really liked. Uh, it's been fun going through the whole list. You guys spent a lot of time picking out the whiskey bourbon that you guys use for your old fashions. Yeah. Um, so you even went to Kentucky and did the whole gambit of testing yeah. places out. And Carter and I go back in March. And I'm coming along. Good. Uh, there's room. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Uh, it is a tour that is. I would 100%. When, I mean, uh, that'd be fun. You know, when you get to uh, plunge into the thing and try a barrel of bourbon that's been sitting there for 10 years in a hot house. Yeah, it's amazing. Say, yeah, I, I like this one. I don't like that one. That's amazing. Um, I love Buffalo Trace. And I love our Buffalo Trace, the one that we have at the, the flask label. I just love. And, uh, you know, I was just out in Arizona, and I bought Buffalo Trace, just a normal one. And I'm like, oh, gosh, they not quite as good as ours. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's good. Um, Anytime we do a barrel pick is really awesome, and we've got quite a few barrel picks coming. Um, not a lot of places can do that because, uh, you know, it's $10,000, $12,000. Do you get to, the opportunity because of the volume that you guys sell with your restaurants? Because we'll go through it. I mean, yeah. if I'm, you know, uh, I mean, if I'm spinners, I'm not going to go through $12,000 worth of bourbon. Sure. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, us, we split it between five places and, and a liquor store. And That's cool. I, we can go through it quick. That's awesome. And so we're almost like when we order a barrel, we're like, whoa, uh, who's getting it? And uh, <laughs> I don't want to give them too I mean, we're, we're, you know, like Carter told me today, hey, our Buffalo Trace is showing up. Yep. And I go like, what? And he goes, yeah, two, you know, this many showed up at uh, a down at Flask. And, you know. Flask is another story. We didn't really get into that, but that kind of came out of the uh, fire from num- from neighbors. We needed to move some, you know, get something going, and that was a a, a place that had closed. That was the Bicker Inn. The Bicker, correct? That was a great Irish reuse pub. of existing yep. infrastructure. It, I know you guys did a good amount to live it up, but you know, we did. But you know, it was a lot of Pat too, and uh, yeah. we'll unveil a painting of him down there Friday night. 
Really? Right. This, this cool. coming Friday? Yeah, this Friday night. It's fantastic. It'll, it'll hang inside and it'll always be viewable as you walk by on the street. I love that. Yeah, and it's uh, all his favorite things. And that was kind of his favorite, you know, his, if he was going to have like a, a bar at his house, it would have been like that. And, you know, me too. But mainly it was Pat and he liked all that. And the food was awesome and the food's so fresh and yeah. everything there. After COVID, that place has done way better than, I mean, it's just... Whoosh, yeah. taken off and, the, and it's a staff and the people we've hired there are just awesome and so we're going to hang a portrait of him and um with some of his favorite things and that's friday night that we unveil that and then uh yeah it's Very pretty cool. cool it's pretty cool good dedication to him and uh th- you know we'll have more dedications to him because he's big part of big personality so well but, i look but, forward to seeing it that's yeah cool as well to uh to finish up here cj so again appreciate you so much for coming down and and uh visiting wes and i on the get deep podcast here any final advice you want to just give to people with any wisdom you've experienced not necessarily in business but life just anything that you want to leave our listeners with uh a nugget or nuggets yeah you know you can uh, as we've talked i think you kind of pick up on what i'm saying is uh you know, we're going to work hard. We're going to play hard. My family's going to be the number number one thing. I mean, I get the call. My granddaughter needs to be picked up. I'm going. I don't care what's going on at my places. You know, it's that stuff's going to be number one. You Family. Know? Yeah, it's going to be number one. If my wife needs help with something, I'm going to, I'm delivering food and helping her. And, you know, I, I'm going to exclusively Diamonds to empty the garbage or you know amen to that help them with what they need and they're all going to do the same thing for me but everybody knows that i'm a family that that's what's all about that's why we grind through what we all do and we're going to go have fun on the boat in the summer too but yet we my family when we go away it's we're still talking work and we're still dreaming and we're still putting that question mark on the menu where's the next place (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what we're, we want to make the magic for people and make that environment. It, my places are important to Mankato and St. Peter and North Mankato. I mean, th- this is what like, we created a culture and that's really important to continue on. And, you know, th- my places are needed just like yours. We're I, needed here and that's so true. We appreciate uh, your places. Both of us uh, obviously patronize your, your your restaurants and businesses, and you guys have done a wonderful job. So kudos to you. Yeah, uh, you. Um, I'm proud of you, but more than more yeah. important than that is you should be proud of yourself for what well. you've built. And uh, we look forward to that question mark on the menu. And see what next, so. <laughs> Me too. I hope it's more than one question mark. So. Sure. Amen, I love brother. that. Well, Amen. thank you yeah. so much for coming on, man. Uh, I really appreciate you as a human being. And this has just been a fun conversation. Yeah. And hope you all, everybody got to learn something. And well, and hopefully we get to have you back uh, anytime, you know. And Good. like I said, I got great family, and they all have stuff to say, too. So Yeah, we should probably get through the rest of the family yeah. before we have CJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's the well, patriot. I, I'll guide know. him. I'll guide him through it. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, love CJ. It. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, guys. <laughs>